Welcome to the Cybersecurity and Cloud Podcast, the podcast where we learn from cybersecurity experts how to stay safe, private, and secure on the cloud and in code. CSCP is hosted by Francesco Cipollone, your cybersecurity friend with a passion for all things cyber and sharing stories of other professionals with you. Today, we have Patty Vishwanathan, CEO and founder of C3M. C3M Cloud Control is a cloud security platform that helps cloud and security teams continuously monitor and manage their cloud security posture. To know more, go to www.c3m.io. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cybersecurity and Cloud Podcast. Today, we have a special guest on a very close topic of mine, this cloud and cloud security, and also we're going to talk about risk and application security. So today, I have Paddy Padivishnan, CEO and founder of C3M. C3M is uh, one of friendly cloud control that help organizations secure their cloud and security team to continuously monitor and manage their cloud security posture. But today... Uh, Paddy can uh, talk anybody and extensively about this, but we, we're probably going to focus a little bit more on use cases and how effectively other organizations have really taken advantage on cloud control and uh, how monitoring. But Paddy, thank you for coming on the podcast. Tell us everything about you. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Francisco. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining. My name is Paddy, founder of C3M. We are a security company, cloud security company based out of the U.S., founded in 2018. We focus on solving cloud security issues for the public cloud, especially AWS, Google, Azure. We have uh, presence in the U.S., Europe. We are rapidly expanding in the APAC. We have a development team spread out in India. Uh, over the last two years, we have made quite some significant pro- pro- progress in solving some good problems around poster management for the cloud. So that's that's me and my bike background has been predominantly in consulting, especially the cloud for the last uh, seven, eight years. Nice one. And just as a, as a beginning, you know, you've been in these industries for, for quite a little while and we have, you know, a tradition in, in the, the, the podcast to express from every every of our guests a view on the kind of industry status. What's your take on, on cloud security and where do you think we are and what we're going to do, what we're doing good and what we're doing bad? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk about one of the trends that I'm seeing now, especially uh, with Mr. COVID uh, expediting <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the move to the cloud. And I can see a lot of organizations who had sort of delayed their cloud migration strategies or, you know, uh, move to the cloud, expediting that. And most of them are already in the cloud. And uh, when we talk to a lot of uh, potential customers, partners, even CISOs, the opinion that I hear is, hey, we made this move. Uh, but now when we look around, we're not sure whether we have done everything correctly. And that done everything correctly means we're trying to apply sort of the same controls that we did uh, use in our data centers, but uh, it's not working out on the cloud. And uh, that is that skewed misconception around uh, what is it that an enterprise is responsible for the cloud, uh, mm-hmm. going by the shared responsibility model, uh, an area where a lot of uh, IT security teams are struggling because you you had the same security teams who were tasked with uh, creating controls on-prem, now trying to do the same thing on the cloud and essentially the skill sets needed are very different, right? Yeah. And so mis- mistakes are creeping in, a lot of 
sensitive data is getting exposed and that's where the worry is overall and that's that's a trend we are seeing now and it's not going to stop now because uh, people have made the move they have found that the cloud is good you can do a lot of things faster on the cloud but now <laughs> but now you're going to face a challenge of okay my teams do not have the skill set of uh, you know especially cloud architecture cloud security how do i make meaningful uh, metrics out of this how do i enforce controls around my data my networks that's where you know i i see uh, a lot of uh, firms going to struggle yeah no i i totally can buy into that like we saw uh, we saw a lot of scarcity of those people with the cloud security alliance we're doing as much as we can to spread the word and you know to to upskill people but it's it generally speaking first of all a shortage of people and second of all the pace as you as you rightfully say that is impressive and is we develop with the conversation with developers like giving them a candy it's like yeah, uh, letting them in in a candy shop like they can use anything yeah. that they want especially on yeah, aws exactly. 175 services like i'm gonna do this this and this and this and you see the security team just going completely insane it's like have you heard about that service yesterday <laughs> exactly exactly and it happens a lot right across all customers that is what is exactly happening and developers are going to be very agile because their incentive is to create things fast whereas the you know the security team is incentivized to sort of make sure that the brakes are on that the controls are on so you know facilitating a handshake there is pretty difficult unless both of the teams have a common understanding around why security is important for the cloud and that's where a lot of products can come in and help bridge that gap educating both the teams on how you can do this better Absolutely. And I think for, for a lot of startups, it's also very, very good because you see a lot of startups that can't afford a physical file or can't afford this and can buy in the cloud, can buy a slice of this or a use of this service. So for smaller and small and medium organization, it's like super effective to move into the cloud because you effectively have the ability to have the enterprise security control but for a fraction of the cost for usability cost. So yeah, yeah. I, I see that as a, as a real positive aspect on the downside you know smaller organizations that have maybe two security team will be completely flooded by alert and the situation only gets worse and worse and worse the bigger the account gets you know and the bigger the enterprise is so what's your take on that on on you know the the, the fatigue of the security team completely flooded by you know security alert or security incident and how can they you know distinguish of you know I have something in this account or something in this other account. What's what's good? Yeah, yeah. So, so before the uh, before we address the risk fatigue or uh, the alert fatigue issue, the uh, the concept of uh, security teams working within a perimeter is not there in the cloud, as you were saying rightly, Francisco. Mm. Like in AWS, you know. I want to subscribe to that service, the other service, 150 services, 200 services. <laughs> and there is a service that is getting added every other week, right? Or maybe even every other day. And the as far as security team is concerned, especially when you're trying to enforce something on the cloud, the, the fact that there is no perimeter protecting you and there are a zillion ways where you can sort of expose your networks or expose your data or your identities 
on the that is what constitutes risk right now when you are when you are an enterprise moving to the cloud and you're shopping for a solution okay let me buy something that will give me sort of give me the assurance that you know we are secure and then you you get a lot of verbiage thrown at you well there is cspm there is uh, ciem there is cwpp there is cnapp and then a lot of teams are confused on what how does this all come together so the poster management piece uh, is uh, a solution that can sort of do a outside in scan around your infrastructure and find loopholes uh, did you did you uh, ensure that your networks are configured correctly your firewalls are configured correctly your data is uh, not exposed to the public internet all of those checks and then uh, the ciem is the latest uh, addition to that segment from gartner which is you know which sort of addresses the biggest threat in the cloud in my opinion which is around identities how you manage identities differ across all the different cloud service providers and if you're looking at it as an organization adopting a multi cloud poster your security teams are going to be totally lost in trying to figure out how does one service or the permissions associated to one service uh create a risk for the other and once you learned it in aws you now figure out okay i have to relearn the whole thing for gcp i have to relearn the whole thing for azure True. so that is a big thing now 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 coming back to your question on yes you have solutions in place and then you your cspm solutions are going to throw up a lot of alerts saying hey that's not configured correctly this is not configured correctly you have a, a firewall open to the internet now there are two problems here one the person who is looking at this alerts do not know the cloud and let me repeat that they do not know the cloud properly 90% of the cases what we are seeing is the soc administrators they are particularly focused at risk and when you show them okay this particular service is in aws is not configured correctly they don't know what it is but they are very interested in looking at risks for the organization and how do you prioritize that you clearly need to uh, say well that these are the factors that sort of compound the risk for this particular alert now we have seen this uh, and we are also uh, we also had the same problems with our solution right in the beginning we were just scanning the cloud infrastructure we were helping customers by telling them hey you have thousand things that are not configured correctly right but then most of our advanced uh, you know mature customers started giving us feedback hey this is good but can you make this better by helping us prioritize uh, you know out of these thousand which are the ones that we need to look at immediately versus you know going on a wild goose chase so that's where we started putting a risk score around all of these and this risk score is a very subjective very debatable thing right so what what we have introduced in in c3m specifically is for every alert that you are you see in that you'll see an associated risk score based on the cvss framework from nest so you're considering factors like what is your exploitability what is your exposure what is your blast radius and what is your impact based on uh, you know the, the tags that you have added to your entities in the cloud so when you see something like hey a, a firewall is open to the internet it should be a high risk if that fire behind that firewall sits to uh, servers that are running and the servers for example may have a role that is giving them uh, wide uh, reaching permissions into your cloud infrastructure maybe that server is sitting in a network that is peered to another network then that increases your blast radius right and and that sort of computation and that sort of depth in the risk score makes it very very easy for security teams to prioritize well let me jump on this one otherwise we're going to be context the, uh, yeah. I think it's, it's really, really important and it's missing in, in a lot of 
you know, the, the more dry. And I think CVSS had that at the very beginning, but it's been very little use of it because, you know, it's been focusing mostly on infrastructure issues rather than, you know, where are, where is the infrastructure? And I think you're, you're very right that you have that visibility and you're not... Which is why, Francisco, that most of the organizations, a lot of the organizations, you know, who are increasing their security maturity in the cloud are saying, well, let's ensure we have a good tagging strategy in the cloud mm-hmm. because without that, you really can't determine impact. What are the assets that are business critical? What Are, are they classified correctly? Are they tagged correctly? Without that, you know, you can't really compute risk in the cloud, right? You clearly no, need to know, well, this is a this is a PCI asset or this is a PIA. This is this is data hosting. This is a, this is a storage bucket that is hosting PIA data. That classification is very key. C3M is a cloud control platform that helps cloud and security teams continuously monitor their cloud security posture, get comprehensive visibility, enforce guardrails, prevent privilege creep prioritize risks, and automate response and remediation in near real time. Let's explore Patty's philosophy to security, which is to unify the cloud security experience by building a single platform that can solve all things cloud security. To know more, go to www.c3m.io. Yeah, and I think you touch a, a really important point that is effectively enumeration and the asset register that on the cloud, you have the tool to actually speed up that, that kind of element. But traditionally, we're very bad at it, <laughs> especially <laughs> in cybersecurity. It's like we, we come from a tradition, well, not cybersecurity, it's as organization in general. We're very bad at making a list of things that we have and we don't have. And don't even get me started on third parties. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. go to some people and you say, you know, do you know who you're doing business with? And they might know their customer, maybe if you're lucky, but most of the time they don't even know what their supplier is. And we saw a lot of organizations getting hit historically. I know that the most funny one that I know is uh, about the air conditioning company. They got breached and then they got into a bank. But then, you know, we saw the more the more recent issue with solar wind and how much blast radius has that caused and noise has that caused. What's your take on that? Well, you know, if you if you look at enterprises moving to the cloud, what do you think is the associated risk? Along with you, your vendors are also moving to the cloud, right? right. So, you know, and, and as a vendor and as an enterprise, you obviously want to take in that risk factor because at the end of the day, you are the one responsible for securing the data. And the uh, if if you look at it from a solar winds standpoint, right? If you take an example of that, and how can we relate that to the public cloud? How do you get exposed in the public cloud if you have given access to one or the other third parties? And how do you give that access? Well, you give them uh, a service account that you know they use to provide some sort of service for you on the cloud. It could be monitoring, it could be you know uh, something related to applications, storage, etc. Now, if the if you ask, uh, and and I've been very uh, surprised by the responses that I've received because we do these questionnaires a lot to the CISOs of you know uh, the highly evolved maturity, uh, highly evolved security maturity companies in the world, and then uh, I ask them, hey, do you have a mechanism in place to go ahead and uh, classify your third parties who have been granted access to your cloud estate? And the and we are talking about organizations with thousands or ten thousands of cloud accounts in the and we have customers who have more than you know 10,000 cloud accounts 
And when you have such a big cloud estate, do you have a, a way of classifying, okay, who are the third parties who have been granted access to these cloud accounts? What sort of permissions have been granted to them? Right. And uh, if, you're, if you're looking at it from a security angle, right, uh, a, a third party of yours get breached, what is going to naturally happen, the attacker, if they gain access to those credentials, are going to try using that same API keys to then snoof around and sniff around and see, okay, what are the actions that I can do on that particular cloud account and, and that could customer and that that is your account now when you go get into that account okay can i uh, move around laterally move around and see where is the crown jewel data stored like your pia data stored or your credit card information stored and exfiltrate it out how do you negate that risk you can negate that risk by ensuring that you're not first of all giving you know uh, more permissions than needed to those third parties and to give yourself that sort of an assurance, you need to have a monitoring in place that tells you, well, first of all, an inventory of all of your third parties, the keys, the uh, IAM or the access keys that have been given to them, the uh, blast radius associated with each of those entities, and an effective way to monitor the usage on that. So that if you suddenly see an anomalous pattern on uh, one of the identities given to third parties, you have a mechanism that will trigger an alert. You have a defined response procedure for that that does not exist in the industry today and and the reason why it does not exist is because it is difficult to identify classify put a monitoring in place and put a mechanism and that's one of the challenges that uh, we're trying to solve for in c3m where that that comes as an identity module for us where customers can sort of get all of this together. They can classify the third parties, they can monitor them. There is also good anomaly use cases that can trigger if a third party get breached. And that's great because I think one of the other issues that we tend to do it really badly is review of access or access control review uh, for even internal people, you know. I've seen organizations starting to get decent at it, but then you move into into the cloud and you have a completely different concept of uh, authentication and uh, identity in general. You have machine identity, another thing identity. So the whole concept is it's hard enough. And then you layer on also to a party possibly accessing your environment, you know, and and team not questioning, yeah, giving give them access completely to their environment because in 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 the early days it was black and white, you know. Throwing yeah. a VPN, get them access to the part of the data center, and there wasn't that concept of you know blast radius or segmentation. Well, now you can, but you know as you rightfully say before, you have a lot of team that traditionally don't have that kind of level of knowledge. So how exactly. do you how do you get that fitness in? How do you get team constantly looking and constantly you know getting into a more best practice way and not getting completely overwhelmed by this. Correct. So if you look at the smaller business segments, right, uh, especially people who do not have the personal to, solve, to go ahead and work on all of these issues on a day-to-day -day basis, they're looking at, okay, can somebody come in and tell us the poster or current security poster? Can somebody come and do this analysis for us and say, hey, this these are the identities that you have and these are the overprivileged identities that you have. We try to solve for that by providing a 
cloud assessment, which I think is highly needed in this industry. If you, if, you, if you look at it, right, it is more like an advanced evolution of the penetration test. But this time it is just for the cloud. You're just scanning it from the outside and telling you, hey, you have all of these loopholes and customers would obviously want to baseline it against a standard, right? A CSA standard or a CIS or a NEST. And then say, how do you benchmark against that? What is, okay, this is where I stand today. And what are they, the next thing that they're looking for from the solution is, don't just tell us what is wrong, also tell us how to fix it. And that's, uh, and we do that with our reporting. We also give the identified issues plus detailed steps on how to go ahead and fix each one of those. The second, as you said, is identities, right? So in that same scan, we are also helping customers by giving them a report that says, well, we scanned your entire IAM uh, portfolio and we have discovered these many privileged users. We have discovered uh, these many overprivileged users. There are, there are a lot of permissions associated with a lot of service accounts and a lot of administrators who have more permissions than needed, which means uh, they're based on the analysis done by AWS GCP or Azure, it is determined that based on the last 90-day usage, they, have, they, have, they don't need a lot of permissions. And uh, the basic principle should be if someone has not used those permissions in the last 90 days, review them, revoke those Remember. permissions. Yeah. And so those those are the simple those are, these are very simple things, uh, but very powerful in the sense it gives a lot of value add to the customer, right? You you're telling them that these are the weak areas for your organization, and this these are your immediate risk areas for your organizations, and then if they, if they can st then start taking uh, actions around improving their security score there. And, and I love the fact that you you move away from pure issue to issue, high, medium, and low into a more risk approach because. I think organization getting overwhelmed, regardless of where they are, uh, they can start considering risk. And then circling back to what we were discussing before, they can bring in the business context where if you just rely on issue, you can't contextualize or you can't kind of input that business context into there. But when you switch to a more risk-aware kind of formal or kind of discussion, then you can say, okay, this issue could cause me a lot of pain because it's affecting part of a uh, part of an account that has, you know, my most valuable crown jewel, my most, uh, you know, the portal that that handles transaction and, and data. So I, I think that's that's really onto a yeah. winner for a lot yeah. of risk-aware yeah. CISOs. The the it, it's it's the risk angle. It, the, the risk score is definitely help uh, is definitely going to help prioritize uh, uh, what should I be looking at first. But you know the second thing that a lot of uh, people are going to struggle with is you know especially when you have a multi-cloud, right? The ability to consistently enforce policies across these clouds. You do not want five different things done in AWS one way and then you know it, it being done a different way in GCP. Well, encryption is encryption, firewall is firewall. Can I uh, consistently enforce this? you know, whatever is my organizational policy across all of these clouds. The second is visibility, right? How do I know what do I have in the cloud? Because without knowing that, without knowing which, uh, where are my assets located, the geographical locations, uh, are they classified properly? As an enterprise, you won't be able to apply the right set of controls over those assets. And that's a key ask from a lot of security solutions and inventory and a detailed inventory of everything in your cloud is one key capability that we can probably say we have done correctly. The second is when you have AWS, Google or Azure, how do you ensure that your SOC teams or your 
uh, incident response team have a unified interface to go ahead and figure out why did something happen in the cloud. If there's an incident, can I, without having to learn uh, the log structure in AWS or the log structure in GCP or Azure, can a platform simplify it for me? Can I say, okay, I want to audit what this particular user did between these dates because I got a certain alert. Now, if I come in over here, that system should help me figure out all of that information within uh, a couple of minutes and I should be ex I should be able to extract that information out. So that's a key ask. No, that's brilliant because because I think it is short in the time to reaction, but we're almost coming at the time and we have we have a tradition here that, we, you know, we talk about uh, breaches, we talk about fatigue, but we also want to talk about what's good in the industry and, and, you know, leaving all our audience with a positive message on cyber and then things are not necessarily going worse, but they're actually getting better. It's just the complexity yeah. is increasing. So if you could think about a positive message to leave uh, all our audience with, uh, what, what would that be? Well, I would say that uh, there is a lot of misconception that security in the cloud is hard, but my take is exactly the opposite because compare it, comparing it with traditional data center security, imagine the amount of visibility and control that cloud gives you. You can, you, you can essentially have real-time visibility into all of your controls in the cloud because almost every service in AWS, Google, or Azure, or any for that matter, any public cloud gives you that flexibility. Everything is API-based. You have visibility into all the assets that your organization uses. And then you can start enforcing whatever controls you want across all of those assets. And that, to an organizational leader in security, is big. I, I would say gladly embrace the cloud and then start using it effectively. The cloud by design is supposed to be secure. It is up to the organizations to make sure that they're using it securely. No, that's brilliant. That's also our mission with the Cloud Secure Alliance to make next next generation of leader cloud, cloud native, if you want. But Paddy, thank you so much for coming in. Just a quick Pleasure. note, uh, uh, where they can find some more information about C3M and where they can find more information about you. Sure, you know, we, we, we are uh, having a heavy presence in LinkedIn, so please look me up. Um, Paddy Vishwanathan is the name, and uh, you know, our website is C3MIO. We have a lot of material around that, a lot of good case studies, blogs, uh, and you know, you can please uh, feel free to add me on LinkedIn. I'll be happy to answer any questions. So just connect in general. Fantastic. And we'll include all the com all the links in the show notes so that uh, you, can, you can refer to the show notes for any link and case studies. So Paddy, thank you so much for coming on. This was your host, Francesco. Thank you so much for listening to us and please stay safe and stay cloud safe. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us today and speaking about cloud security with Francesco and Paddy. If you want to know more, go to www.c3m.io. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and post about it on social media tagging Cybersecurity Cloud Podcast for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Discover other episodes at www.cybercloudpodcast.com.